Well, DG and I just learned if you want to really fluster Troy, just drop a pair of headphones. <laughs> Running the ship over there. <laughs> I'm completely and totally intimidated by that. It just... Uh, it's a lot going yeah, on over there. God. Took me a while to get to know that thing. Ugh. It's more the fact that there wound up being more lead into the music than there should have been. Uh, well, and I... Th- oh... Oh, you had it playing and it just. Uh huh. So he was forgot jamming. to edit. He was jamming. Uh uh. Sha la 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 la. This is how we do it. I like oh, it. Oh, I remember John and I one time had a big. It was a ridiculous argument. No. Where, where this song <laughs> came up, it was like it was a number one song of the day. And I mentioned, like, I still hear this song in Aggieville once in a while. He's like, dude. And this was probably three years ago. He's like, this song never plays in Aggieville. I'm like, BS. Excuse me, pal. I bet it plays every Friday night (laughs) Uh in Aggieville. Come on, man. That's a jam. That's a bop for the ages. That'll always be a hit. Welcome back to the game. It is hour number two. The game after work. Hope you have a fun weekend ahead. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you guys got going on. Anything? No. Last weekend was super busy for me and my family. This weekend, we ain't doing Nathan. Nothing specific, in part because we know that the next two weekends are going to get busy very quickly. I'm go. good with a nothing to do weekend. Uh huh. Although I did fall down a rabbit hole yesterday. I was like looking around the country. It seemed like is there like a three day span I can find like some solid concerts, maybe a ball game or two, and just <laughs> take a trip somewhere. Ooh. Man, I can really fall down a rabbit hole that way. Nothing going on this weekend. Meanwhile, coming up here in hour number two, we'll find out here in just a moment, because I'm sure uh, a plan for Troy is to make some bets on game two of the NBA Finals, as long as he didn't lose his ass in the in game one, <laughs> lose those $4. I could stand to lose my... And never mind. <laughs> but we'll find out here in a few moments if he did make any money on game one of the NBA Finals, because he made a lot of guarantees. He I sat in that very chair thing. you did, DG, and said, I guarantee if you make these bets, you'll be a richer person after game one of the finals. Which he did. I know for one bet he did get right. He took the points on the Denver Nuggets. Ooh. Yeah. They he w- took the minus nine. Well, okay. You laid and that points. Did, and that did go through. Yeah. That and I had money line on him on another bet. So. Oh, oh, that was an easy man. one. That was an easy one. All right. Now we're talking real cash. That's like saying K-State football is going to be KU, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if, you know, if the game's in Manhattan. Let's put it that and way. If the go. game's in Manhattan, mm-hmm. you take the money line, it was probably minus 900. And then you go, I'm the prognosticator of prognosticators. Look at me. I went out on a limb, and I said they'd win. But the Heat, for lack of a better term, were hot coming into this game. Yes, but they looked very tired uh-huh. last night. They're an eight seed in the East, right? Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Only, the, only the second time that a team out of the uh, out of the number eight seed has made the finals. Who was the first? Uh, I want to say it was the Lakers, but I can't verify off the mm. top of my head. Remember one year, as I said in the first hour, I had a brief like NBA phase, and that's when Steve Nash, Jason Terry, Dirk Nowitzki was part of the Dallas Mavericks, and mm-hmm. I was I was into him. I think I was in middle school at the time. And uh, I remember one year, I think it was during that time, that the Mavericks were the one seed in the West. 
and they got bounced in the first round by the Golden State Warriors. That, and at that time, I don't think they were really much of a organization. They just snuck into an eight seed, yep. and they beat the Mavericks in six or something. Um, Knicks. 99 Knicks. Yep. The 99 gotcha. Knicks, were, they got beat by the uh, San Antonio Spurs, Tim Duncans. In how many games? Of sweep. Yeah. Fo fo fo. As I said, I think it's a yeah, it's a, it's going to be a sweep for the for the Nuggets. They'll get it done in Miami in game 4, but we'll get to that a little later on. Did want to just bring up a couple of nuggets here about Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson, if if you if you'll allow me for just a moment. Um because I speaking of rabbit hole, I kind of fell down a rabbit hole earlier today cuz I saw ESPN has just updated their uh top projections of you know just ranking the players kind of also predicting where they're going to go in the NBA draft I saw that uh, ESPN had Keontae Johnson as the 45th best overall player in the NBA draft so that'd be middle of the second round that's pretty much on par Mm -hmm. for where everybody else has him I've seen him as high as like number 35 in in some rankings some in like the 50s so he's kind of been in that er that second round area for basically everything I've seen Marquise Noel is still on the outside looking in. Where ESPN has him is number 88. I've seen Marquise Noel as high as the low 70s. I've seen him not even in a top 100. Just depends on where you look. But we're still of course, you know, it's like the it's like the NFL draft. I mean, nobody moved more than probably Julius Prince leading up to the NFL draft. True. I mean, heck, he was he was a first rounder a couple of days before the draft, and then like day of draft, and then he's all of a sudden like a second round projection, like for sure second round. He was kind of teetering like Felix and DK Uzama was, mm-hmm. like maybe very late first or maybe early second round, and then Clark Hunt pops the boys and picks Felix <laughs> with the thirty first pick of the NFL draft in front of everybody in Kansas City, and it take too much longer, and Julius Brents comes off the board. But I think across the board, nobody's counting out Marquise Noel from being drafted. It's a possibility, but he's still on the outside looking in. But I think it is interesting. He's actually received more invites to go work out for teams than Keontae Johnson has. It's 3-2, to two, but that's going to start ramping up, obviously, because we're three weeks away from the NBA draft. It's 20 days from today. Marquise Noel tomorrow will be working out with the Washington Wizards, and he's already worked out with the Houston Rockets and um, and the Toronto Raptors. And Keontae Johnson on Monday is going to be working out with the Golden State Warriors, and he has already worked out with the Portland Trailblazers. Right now, and I don't think anything's going to change, Keontae Johnson will be a draft pick. It'll be the first time since, let me let me double check here. I know it's Wesley Awundu, but it, the year was 2017. And he went 33rd overall, Orlando Magic. He played five years, I think. I think it was five years, uh, somewhere around that. Of, And then um, and he was the only draft pick before or after Michael Beasley. Wow. So we've had very few draft picks. Really, let me count them up here. In my lifetime, there have been four K-State players drafted. And I'm 32. <laughs> in my not lifetime. Great, not great numbers. I mean, Steve Hinson was drafted in 1990, that year I was born, but that was before I was born. Galen Nickerson. Oh. He was drafted to the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, well, let me – actually, let me double-check. Okay, yes. Well, as I'm listening, as, actually, I Googled 
Kansas State NBA draft selections, and he pops up as Northwest Oklahoma State. I don't know if he was a catter. I don't know. But you have Henry Walker, Michael Beasley, Wesley Wundu. Hey, how about uh, this fun fact? K-State did have a player go number one overall in the NBA draft. Do people know the answer to that trivia question? Who was the Wildcat to go first overall in an NBA draft? Oh, boy. What is this, 1956 or something? Troy? The question again, I was looking at oh, Galen sorry. Nickerson, sorry. Oh, did he go to K-State? I don't <laughs> he know. did one okay. year. Oh, one year. He Okay, transferred. Hey, okay. I like it. yeah. Well-traveled. Yeah, well, maybe actually he went from K-State to Northwest. That is Northwestern correct. Oklahoma State. Okay. Started at Wichita State, went to Butler Community College a year, K-State, then on to Nuwaso. <laughs> so let's be fair. All these kids transferring these days. Galen Nickerson went to 16 schools. So let, let, let's be fair here. There have been three cats that when the commission announced the pick or whoever announced the pick said Kansas State mm-hmm. with their name and, and position. Uh, there have been three in my lifetime. Um, Mitch Richmond was not the answer, but he was fifth overall in 1988. You had Rolando Blackman go ninth overall in 1981. Uh, let's see who his other top ten picks. Got to go all the way back down to my answer to the question. And I'll, I'll let Troy answer if he wants to try to. Who was the first overall pick for K-State in an NBA draft? Ben one. Think Rafters. Not Raptors. No, <laughs> Rafters. Rafters, yeah. Um, I know it wasn't Ernie. It was not Ernie. But it would be from those teams. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Um, so Ernie we're, Barrett went seventh overall. While we're waiting, can I, can I just say something? Like, Rolando, like I saw on, um, on Twitter a Rolando Blackman highlight video. Um, it's on YouTube as well. Uh, giving people the business. I knew, because it's like he ob- he made it to the NBA. That's obviously you're a very good basketball player. You, you know, you're one of the top in the whole world. I did not realize how much of a problem he was. He was crushing people. His highlight video is crazy if you haven't checked it out before if you're not sure on Rolando Blackman you never done so do it you're gonna be amazed that guy could hoop his uh his jersey's in the rafters of the American Airlines I think it's arena mm-hmm. arena yes. center one's in Miami one's in Dallas and in Dallas yeah he's a long time bad, bad dude a bad boy man for sure can I just can I can I guess I have no idea Bob Boozer you looked it up <laughs> <laughs> that was a good try, but it, Bob Boozer, 1959, was drafted first overall to the Cincinnati Royals. Oh, hell yeah. I love that team. Dude, what about Howie Shannon? 1949, Providence Steamrollers. So, <laughs> I've looked at other places, and that didn't pop up as a first overall pick. <laughs> but maybe he was. I don't know. By the way... What team did the Cincinnati Royals go on to become? The Kansas City Royals? Not quite, but... Kansas City Kings? Yeah, yeah. yeah, the Kansas City slash Omaha Kings. Yeah, they were there for like three years though, right? Uh, Kansas City, Omaha won, and then uh, essentially became the Kansas City Kings, uh, and uh, close to a decade. It's funny that like, oh, you know, Dallas-Fort Worth, you know, you, you get that. And then you get the Twin Cities of Minnesota. 
The Omaha, Kansas City uh, Royal. We're going to share a basketball team between 300 miles. Don't worry about it. Weird. Oh, boy. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry, dude. Well, I was, I was looking to see if there was any other like first-round. Ernie Barrett went seventh overall, and that was the Celtics, and that was really about it. Chucky Williams. When it comes to first-rounders. In top ten, like top ten picks, yeah. Chucky Williams went fifteenth overall to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, wait. Mike Evans was twenty first overall to the Denver Nuggets. Um, another guy, um, our uh, our older listeners, not well, I don't want to say older, but our seasoned listeners and seasoned K State basketball fans. Mike Evans, another real problem on the court for people just out there hooping. And by the way, sorry to those seasoned fans, but. Steve Henson, not better than Marquise Noel. Marquise Noel, goat. The goat. Dang. You think it's recency bias, or are you saying straight up, you think if you locked him in a gym and you said go toe-to-toe, Steve Henson, Marquise Noel, coming out of that is no Marquise I think that would be a fantastic one-on-one to watch. For sure. Them boys might throw f- some fists. I don't know. You know, those but, are two tough competitors. I, well, I, I mean, of course, I never watched Steve Henson play basketball, but I would imagine, and of course, you have two different eras, but I'm sure Marquise Noel has a little bit more shake and bake to him. Uh, and also, I would imagine Marquise Noel is also the better defender. I would think Steve Henson, maybe a better shooter. Henson was a tenacious defender. Honestly, yeah, I, I to be well, I know he was. To, to be honest with you, to be honest with you, I do think I gotta give the I I gotta give it to him because six one one eighty, and he was um he he was really tenacious. He that guy is someone who doesn't get a whole lot of shine. We don't talk about him enough, nearly enough. Um, because then he did go onto the league and play for a number of years. Mm-hmm. That boy was bad too. He he was a bad man. Not saying Marquise Noel isn't also a very, very good basketball player, but Steve Henson, the might that might be a little bit uh, a one on one situation. Marquise might be biting off a little more than he can chew because Steve Henson was a nasty, nasty man for sure. But like I said, I'm not saying. By the way, Keeson Key. You should probably trademark that. That is a Keys those, and Key. Keys and Key should do a TV show or a podcast together, and that's the name. That is fantastic. Troy, who's winning on in a one-on-one? Uh, Keontae Johnson or Ed Neely? Ooh, wow, <laughs> uh, Keontae because he's probably a bit more mobile than what Ed is. <laughs> I could have brought up Norris Coleman probably as well, but I went Ed Neely. Dude, that's that's another name from the name from the uh, pole bin, no doubt. Listen though, so another guy that I I just I don't know anything about, uh, but I hear a lot as far as the older school guys go. Jack Parr, six nine, two twenty. Like I mean, come on, man, that's a Big That's a big dude. dude. Big dude. 1958. Oh, by the way, you want to tee me off. Uh-oh. Here J- we go. Jalen Wilson is three spots ahead of Keontae Johnson in ESPN's Top 100. Boo. Man. Boo. If you want to tee me off, just mention Jalen Wilson <laughs> edging out any cat. And, of course, I'm referencing Player of the Year Big 12. I will never let anybody tell me. Jalen Wilson deserved it over Marquise Noel. No, no way. I don't care if he played for the best team. Yeah. Or if it, your best player in the best team, I don't want to hear it. Hey, Mitch, did you hear? <laughs> yeah, you got uh, fired up. 
And that's good because well, it's trash. I, I got more fired up because it seemed like everybody I talked to about it disagreed with me. Ooh. And then I was like, it inspired me even more to like type away and find all the yeah. in- ammunition I had that Marquise Noel had a better season. And it turns out the only thing Jalen Wilson could beat Marquise Noel in is rebounding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why don't you rebound for Marquise Noel, you scrub? Get out of here. Come all right, on. let's take a break. When we come back, is Troy poor? Or rich. <laughs> it's coming up next. Louisiana. Later tonight, Oklahoma State, OU, and TCU all are in play. The Kansas City Royals are back on the diamond tonight after two days away from action. They play host to the Colorado Rockies in the opener of a three-game weekend series at Kauffman Stadium. The Royals have just eight wins at home on the campaign, but Colorado has dropped its last seven road games. Coverage is coming up at 6.30 tonight, first pitch at 7.10 on News Radio. K-M-A-N. I was wondering if Troy was going to play like music coming out of the break that hinted if he was richer or poorer. Well, I mean, you know. But this, I don't think this, uh... This is, is in reference to, like, Puffy. That's exactly what it is. And paying tribute to the Notorious B.I.G. Yeah, we need all that. about the Benjamins, baby. And so what he's saying is, his, uh, well, his bank account is deceased. It's gone. Oh, no. <laughs> Not necessarily, no. So yesterday on the show, we had Troy in Vegas, I think for the first time ever. He was very confident in some bet he, bets he made on NBA Finals Game 1, which the Nuggets did win. Up one game to none in the NBA Finals against the Miami Heat. The thing is, though, Troy likes to go all out on these like giant parlays and then put a buck down and try to win six. That's you how know? it works, baby. Loves a lot of betting on a lot of heavy favorites and see if it works out for him. Yeah. It wasn't like 10-leg parlays. But I'll let Troy recap his bets. The 3-1 to one that I told you last night, put down a buck to win three, or if you really felt like you wanted to go after it, put down 100 to win 300. Pulled that one off last night perfectly. That was a Michael Porter, two-plus, made threes. He knocked down a pair. Jamal Murray, two-plus, made threes, knocked down a pair. Nikola Jokic got his 25-plus in points. Jokic got his 10-plus in rebounds. Jokic got his 8-plus in assists. And Jamal Murray scored better than 25. That only got you two, like, they one two bucks. That should have won you, like, $15. No, 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 no. I laid down two bucks on that. Ah. But it was a three-to-one bet, so if you had put... Ten dollars, you win thirty on that right, one. Right, that's, yeah. a, good, that's so, a good one. Or so, two, you win six. Yeah, baby. And so I won six. That's nice. Hey, a listen, I, given that I laid out four for the night on the on the game, I wound up in the positives. Pretty good. Uh, it, I had Nuggets money line. Bam Adebayo under seventeen and a half. He did eclipse that, unfortunately. Jamal Murray over twenty five and a half points. Jimmy Butler over twenty six and a half. Boy, did that boy not show up last night? No. Wow. 16 points last night for Jimmy Butler. For a and, lot of people, that's a good day. I and mean. and, and <laughs> yeah. But a guy who had been averaging 30 a game Oof. in the playoffs. And Nikola Jokic over 27 and a half. No, he was uh, beneath that one because he didn't score until the final minute of the first quarter. Wow. 
did not take a shot until the final minute of the first quarter and still finished with his triple-double, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So I missed nervous. Him. I mean, it was the best crowd the Pepsi Center has ever oh, seen. Oh, yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. No, it was because he was getting the ball to Aaron Gordon. That was 12 of his 16 came in the first uh, quarter oh, wow. last night. So, uh, so that one uh, I lost on. And the other was going with the Nuggets with the spread, minus nine. Nailed that. Had Jamal Murray's 25-plus points, but... Missed on the over, missed on Jimmy Butler getting 25, and Nikola Jokic with 12-plus rebounds. He finished the night with 10. So, you know, if all in all, not a bad night. A bet that I had on the side away from that game, completely unrelated, this should tell you something about my night betting last night. Literally closed to within a half point, and I lost it. Okay, so but you had like 12 bets... <laughs> for a total of four dollars, I want to know. Did, no, how I much had, money did you make? I had three bets. Okay, so but, that I laid that I laid down four dollars on total. Okay, and how much money did you make? Eight eighty five in total. So you got four bucks back. Like, or are you talking about on top of the four dollars? So no, I picked up an extra four four eighty five. Oh well, there you go. You basically doubled your money. Yeah, right on. Which is why the safety bet works. Or as I put it, the three to one. So, are you going to press that bet? Are you going to take all that money, all the that four money. plus the four and change, and and bet it towards game two no. Sunday? No, I'll probably just do my normal and see what I come up with. Lindsay totally called me out last night because I was actually going to try to watch the game, and she was like yelling from across the house, "You don't care about the NBA." <laughs> <laughs> Since when do you care about the NBA? Since it's the finals. Yeah, she's like, dang it. Now he's now he's in the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, the finals takes a month. Uh huh. So it's gonna tie up my June. But again, you know, you mocked me for my my three to one last night because I and and the idea there is that because I called it the bank builder and that's what it was. It it winds up being a bit of a bank builder. You take what should be kind of the low end numbers for the guys that you expect are going to perform. That way you've got a little bit of a safety space in there, a little bit of wiggle room, and in case they don't match up with maybe what the other lines are projecting them at. And I gave myself enough cushion that I was able to pick up that victory last night. Had someone been hungry and put serious money on that, you know, they, they they just tripled what they put down. So, you know, that's a pretty good night. I'll take that. Lindsay was trying to distract me. She started pulling out all these old DVDs. Oh. And she used to do like some acting oh. uh, at the Colombian in, in Wamigo. These amateur productions of like Shrek and I don't know, I, I can't remember what all the what all the shows were. She brought up Mamma Mia. I don't think one of them was Mamma Mia. And she like found one that she actually had some acting in because she also did some behind the scenes stuff. She's like, I just want to show you this one thing. Well, that one thing took like 30 minutes. Oh, I was yeah. Like, God. You gotta have the bill, and then up. the son took the TV. I was like, "Oh, the, the, what a night!" The, well, okay, you just mentioned as to why that was how she was trying to distract. You. I I had other ideas that she could have distracted you with. I mean, honestly, <laughs> but the son kind of <laughs> shot that one down. <sighs> Let's take a break. <laughs> She's trying to get me to go out to. Well, she works at a restaurant in Walmigo, and she wants me and her son to go eat. I was like, "Well, if, I mean, get, do we get the employee discount?" 
And she said no. I didn't get an answer. Okay. I also well, haven't asked, but I've asked before and I've never gotten an answer like a real because she. I think she try. She uh, like she just takes care of the bill herself. Doesn't actually bring a check over. Mm. Just takes care of it. So I don't know. And and what is the tip? Watching Mamma Mia. <laughs> <laughs> Watching her performance and we, we watched Pretty in Pink last night. Oh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. There, there you go. Shout out to John Cryer. What for a performance! Sure. For sure, for sure. <laughs> oh no! And also James Spader. What a jerk! Man, he played a jerk real good. He was bad. Typecasting. Yeah, right. Robert California in the office. If you didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. When we come back, we'll get to a number one song of the day after these words. All right, Deej, go ahead. Hey, so first of all, listen, ESPN, ESPN Plus this weekend, we got boxing and UFC, Josh Taylor versus Teofimo Lopez. That's for a junior welterweight title. That's a boxing. And then uh, Kai Cara France is an MMA guy on uh, UFC. He is electric. Check that out. That's uh, some combat sports for you. Hey, what's something that you initially thought was stupid and janky, and now you're, like, totally into? It's worn you out. Boys to men. <laughs> Dabbling uh, in different genres is something I didn't really do back in the day, and now mm-hmm. I've really opened up, and that's thanks to number one song of the day. I'm like, you know what? There's some pretty good bangers out there that's not Motley Crue. Very nice. Wings. As in like chicken wings? Yeah. Paul McCartney. No, chicken wings. Hmm. Wasn't really big on doing oh, the B-dubs thing or any of that. I'm not a huge B-dubs guy, but I do love wings. And that was a, that started in college for me. Oh man, every Monday, wing night, four dollar pitchers of Rolling Rock. That's all a all deal. day. That's a deal. For, for, forget the Monday nights at Last Chance when it was one dollar hot dogs and two seventy five thirty two ounce big beers. Thank oh, you very much, baby. Shout out to uh, Joe's Taproom. We used to have ten cent wings and dollar uh, seventy five triple wells. What was your answer, Deej? Fireworks. Oh, God. I used to think they were stupid. Now I love them. I'm the, I'm the opposite. Yeah. High school, loved them. Spent too much money. Wanted yeah. to put on a show. Now I'm like, you all spend your money on that. Sarah grew up. I'll in, watch your stuff. She grew up around Philadelphia, so they definitely didn't sell fireworks. She anywhere. got you into them. And she saw them on the side of the road and was intrigued. So we bought a bunch, and I was like, oh, God. The look on her face. I go, you know what? Fireworks are pretty cool, aren't they? And so I'm totally into them now. Um, our oldest, our little Sophia, hates them. Hates them. They're loud. Uh huh. And you would have, you so would have hated the, of it. Yeah, you would have hated the guys that were next to us at the lake by the time we got to last weekend. <laughs> oh, I will tell you, I did do Fourth of July on a on a on a, uh, a lake one time. Oh. And just sitting out on the water watching the fire was pretty dope. <laughs> pretty yep. sweet. Yup. Uh, well, that's going to do it for the week, guys. Hey, next week is going to be weird. It's a lot of one-hour shows. The Royals on the road, East Coast, a lot of 5 o'clock pregames. Royals, are they going to start here like now? Uh, no, they're bottom of the hour. ESPN's up next. Gotcha. Ah. All right, so we went in a little overtime, so I just want to make sure that's all right. All right. It's been a good week. Yeah. We're back on Monday at 4 o'clock, 4.07 to be exact. For Deej, Troy, I'm Mitch. Go Cats.